like this is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show. Oh, you won this weekend. Last weekend, I should say. How about it? We won. Yeah, and I, at the game, I was telling, you know, we were walking out. I said, I don't think I've ever rooted as hard for a 3-3 three and three team to win a game. I mean, we just had to win one. And feels a little bit better today, so we got a, got a big win. Yes, we, we had a win, and boy, what a week. This was awesome. This weekend was awesome. All, all around, probably the most fun I've ever had watching uh, a whole all the sports uh, this weekend. We're going to get into all of it. Uh, let me, before we start, what was your favorite moment of the weekend? If you can oh, only pick one. Well, I wish I could have watched the ten. I wish we could have watched the Tennessee-Alabama game in person. I've seen all the highlights since I got home. And uh, since we got home, and, and it has to be carrying those goalposts out of that stadium at Tennessee. Don't yeah. you think it? Uh, I think so. Yes, I uh, I put that as the background for the show. That was awesome. The scene was, in Tennessee was amazing. It was, and I, you know, everybody was supposed to wear orange. I hardly saw anybody. And now, tell me this: I, I didn't understand what was going on. They were, I don't know, if you've seen this. They were carrying the goalposts. They were still on the field. Yeah. And some guy was sitting on the goalposts as they were. What was that all about? And, I don't know. I don't know. The only person I saw that didn't have an orange shirt on. I don't know. And he was a big old guy, and he was sitting on the goalpost. And I don't know why somebody didn't say, get your butt off of there. You would have thought maybe he was, maybe that balanced it. I don't really know what he was doing. It was awesome. Uh, yes, I saw that too. I was like, I don't know what that guy's doing. I Listen, they took the goalpost out of the stadium to the bars downtown and then I woke up uh, the next morning to videos of them throwing the goalposts into the river. <laughs> the I river. mean, it had to have been one of the most fun places ever in the world to be at th oh. that night. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Listen, we were listening to the game on the radio. And we knew what happened before the announcer ever said anything on the radio because of the fans. It was so loud. And it, coming through over the radio, it just sounded like pandemonium. Yeah, yeah. It, they've been waiting a long time for a game like this, and uh, you know a lot of people who are who are younger don't remember that Tennessee from from the '30s all the way up to 2000. They're one of the winningest programs in history. I think they're number nine or number ten all time in wins, and to go this long, a fan base like that that's so rabid, to go this long without a, a big win like that. They haven't been very good since they won the national championship in 98, I think it was. And man, they let it all out. <laughs> and and the game was just fantastic. It was unbelievable the game was. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it was bonkers. All right, we're going to get into it all in a minute. Okay, but we got business we got to take care of before sure. we recap because we got two big things going on uh coming up tonight. Juan is getting ready to start in a couple seconds. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a second. But this football game is first, 7-15, Monday Night Football, Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers are a four-point favorite. It's two teams we like to pick on for kind of just being erratic. Uh, let's, let's put it nicely. 
what what's going to happen in Los Angeles tonight? Well, who knows? This is the NFL, and who knows what's going to happen? It's crazy. Uh, some of the games yesterday, my goodness, it just goes on and on every week. Uh, the Chargers should win this game. They're they're better than Denver, even if Russell Wilson is playing pretty well. San Diego, or I call them that. I'm going to till the day I die. The Chargers are better than Denver. So all logic says they're going to win and they're going to cover. That's the way I would bet it. But all logic thrown out the window when you talk about the Chargers. So I just feel like they should roll tonight, but I don't know whether they will or not. Yeah, JL said it best. He's like, the they'll, Chargers will win, you know, or Broncos will win right at the last because it's the Chargers, you know. Yeah. The Chargers have to see what happened in Kansas City, you know, last uh, or yesterday. And then, God, they, sh they should have slash could have beat them, you know, and they got to think, listen, we cannot lose these games like this. This is the games we got to win. We got to take care of business. So uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers minus the four. I mean, that seems pretty darn manageable. I think so. Russell Wilson is a mess. Uh, he's he's got a bum shoulder. We're hearing about now, so it, it just feels like this should be an easy Chargers win tonight. But you take that with a grain of salt when you're talking about a team like the Chargers. Well, exactly, and they need to win to take advantage of the fact that the Chiefs lost because they'll move into a first place tie in that division with the Chiefs. Yep. So they need this game. Back. They need this game because they've already blown a game that they should have won this year. Yep. So they can't lose this game. So they got to be ready to go. Yeah, going to be a big time atmosphere. Haha, -ha, very funny. But <laughs> it'll be well, there'll be more Broncos fans than Charger fans at this game. But uh, uh, it'll be it'll be a good game. Uh, I think Chargers will make it interesting. All right, we got another game. Uh, what about what about the Yankees and the Guardians tonight? Uh, going to a game five, last last one uh, to uh, last series before we get to the to the National League and, the, and American League Championship Series. Guardians, Yankees, who you got? Well, the, the pitching matchup favors the Yankees a lot. Uh, Cleveland's down to somebody that's not not real good uh, record wise. Anyway, you know this game because of the uh, weather that canceled it would ha they would have had an off day. Mm -hmm. Instead, they had to go ahead and play this today, which would have been an off day had they not had the rain out, which may have given them a chance to, to change their pitching around a little bit. So the game favors the Yankees. It's in New York. Uh, the Yankees play under pressure a lot. You know, everybody expects them to win because they're the Yankees. You got a lot of pressure on them. Cleveland is feisty. You know, they're pretty, they're pretty resilient. I think the Yankees are going to win. Uh, because of the pitching matchup. But, man, if we've seen anything in these baseball playoffs, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, the, the National League's a mess. You know, as far as favorites are all gone. And uh, so Seattle's in – or not Seattle, uh, Houston's in. And if the Yankees win, then I think the AL will be pretty much on, on script, don't you? Yeah, two, two favorites versus two uh, underdogs is what that's going to come down to if the Yankees get it done. Um, yeah, Phillies and San Diego over on the National League side of things. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit uh, once that gets going. Yeah. I think the, the, you know, the Padres are going to be favorites, but uh, Philly beat the defending champions, but the Padres beat maybe the best team in LA. So uh, I, I do think the Padres will be a slight favorite there. And then 
the Astros are going to be a favorite no matter what. They'll be a slight favorite over the Yankees. They'll be a heavy favorite if they take on the Guardians. There's no, no doubt. doubt the Guardians will be the longest shot. Uh, they were the longest shot going into this thing. Yeah, I, I would think the Phillies would be, but uh, well, they will be. I don't think they. I think they will be if the Yankees win for absolutely for sure. Yeah. Even, I would I would put Cleveland over over Philly, but anyway, but the Phillies are playing great. They got a lot of confidence. They won all those games on the road. A bunch of them went, went into St. Louis and beat the Cardinals two straight in St. Louis. Not easy to do for anybody. Mm-hmm. That was a shocker. And then they defeated the defending champion Braves that have been playing really well. One thing we've mentioned on the Daily Show a lot is the Dodgers, for example, coasted pretty much from the 1st of July all the way in. They had that Division One, And when you coast like that, you lose an edge. You just lose it. Then they had a week off. San Diego beat the Mets, played really well to do that. They had all the momentum. The Dodgers sat there for a week and watched it. And then when they got in there, they just couldn't match the intensity of San Diego and we see this a lot in sports. When you have it easy through the regular season, it's tough to crank that thing back up when you have to. We see it in all sports. You could make an argument also that the Astros coasted and they did not play well in their series. Now they won it, but and it, it sounds weird to say, well, they, they swept them. How do they not play well? They were damn lucky to win all three of those games. They, yes. they were not great in that series. No. And they could easily be down two to one with game four uh, with the Mariners in yep. Seattle yep. And, uh, because they blew, uh, the Mariners blew game one and that's where they lost the series really. Mm-hmm. And then you shut Houston out for 17 innings and you can't score. That's ridiculous. So anyway. And listen, Jason, I'm with you. He said, heck with Monday night football, it's hockey night. That's right. There's a ton of hockey on tonight. Yes. Get this shit over with so I can go watch my hockey. Well, on the big screen. I will either watch the baseball game or some hockey before I watch the football. I'm just I, the football. I, I'm sick of the NFL, <laughs> and uh, of course, I'm a college fan, not an NFL fan. But after getting home and watching the highlights of those games, which we're going to talk about in a minute, yep. the NFL yesterday was like watching paint dry to me. So. Listen, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I I forgot how much I loved hockey. And I, that's hard for me to do because I love it. And I know I love it. I enjoyed every second of the St. Louis Blues opener. Yeah. Finally, we got to play Saturday. It was awesome, man. I, I had all those football games on. I said, no, no, it's hockey time right now. Two and a half hour break, then back to the football games. If somebody can, impl- can explain the scheduling in hockey to me, the Blues have played one game. Yep. And they don't play again until Wednesday. So they will have two games while the rest of the teams will have four or five by Wednesday. Crazy, crazy stuff. It is crazy. It is crazy. All right, let's do it. Let's recap it. I'm just going to have a kind of a – with each game, I'm going to ask you like the big picture question, all right? So we're going to kind of do what we normally do, but I'm going to change it up. I'll I'll ask you the questions. Um, Let's kick it off. College football. We got to do it. Listen, do we want to play Rocky Top first? Sure. Do it for the next game. Okay. We're going to do this game. Then we're going to play Rocky Top because it hasn't been played very often this weekend or last weekend, so we figure we should probably do it. And and Aaron has a classic rendition of Rocky Top. 
looking at the screen. There it is. There we go. (laughs) All right. So, all right. But first, let's talk about the number one team in the country. That's Georgia. 55 to nothing win. Uh, Georgia, are they the legit number one team in the country in your eyes? Uh, Hmm. Good question. Uh, Probably. The Oregon win, I think, puts them there. Uh, Either them or Ohio State, I think, deserves to be there. It's down to a basically a two-game season for them. You know, they've got to beat Kentucky and they've got to beat Tennessee. And if they do and, and, and go on undefeated into the SEC championship game, depending on what happens, uh, I think they're in. You know, I really do. It's um, going to have to see how good they are offensively because I, I believe they have to go to Tennessee, right? Uh, no, Tennessee comes to Georgia. They're going to have to score against mm-hmm. Tennessee will score against Georgia. That's going to be an interesting game. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them being number one. Not at all. Yeah, I think they, they deserve to be. The more Oregon wins, the more that looks better and better. You know, I remember when they beat them first game of the season, everybody's like, yeah, well, Oregon, new coach. They, you know, they kind of faltered late last year. Maybe they're not very good. Eh, it was a pretty good win. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, bet. They slaughtered them. All right, let's head to Tennessee. Let's head to the Rocky Top. Here we go. One more time. One more time for our Tennessee brothers. Here's Rocky Top. All right, I just had to do it one more time. I, I've listened to that song all all week. I, I just love it. I love that song. <laughs> oh, they deserved they deserved to play it all weekend too. That was some. Uh, so that yeah. is the Osborne brothers. Yeah, the Osborne brothers. Yes, and I, I love it. I, I've listened to it a hundred times. I love it. <laughs> all right, so Tennessee fifty two, Alabama forty nine. A great game. A yep. crazy game. I guess the question is, is the Alabama defense of old officially done? Because this is two years in a row. They can't stop anybody. No, they're 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 not as good as they've been. Mm-hmm. Maybe the SEC's getting better at throwing the football. I think that's part of it. You know, it used to when the Alabama defense was so dominant, the SEC still wasn't pitching the ball around all over the field like they are now. They've adjusted offensively. Even Alabama has changed offensively. They didn't used to be going up and down the field like they do. But uh, from watching the highlights of those games, I'm telling you, that quarterback for Alabama is very, very good. Man, he made some plays. And you take him off that team, I think Alabama has slipped just a little bit. But you can't take him off the team. He's on there, and he is really, really good. But I love Saban's uh, press conference. He laid it on the line. 
No, he didn't make any excuses whatsoever. He said, you get 17 penalties, you allow them to throw 75-yard touchdown passes, and you can't make a big play when you have to. You're going to get beat, and that's exactly what happened. He didn't blame the officials for that call on pass interference. Uh, they're down the goal line, and the more I look at that, I think it might have been pass interference. There's some question marks in there, but as he said, pass interference penalties are the hardest things to call. So I, my hat's off to Saban. That's the way he handled that. And and my hat's off to the Tennessee fans. That was incredible stuff. Yep, it was awesome. Jason, if I get the hats, we're wearing them Travers Day. Jason says we should get those hats for Travers Day next year uh, that the Osborne boys were playing there or wearing there. I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it. We're going to get them. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Offenses uh, have changed, and that's that's the biggest thing about it, right? Yep. Uh, the SEC, when they were "quote unquote" defense dominated, it's because it was I formation, run the ball right up the middle type stuff, and that's just not what it is. And even Bama has changed to that. Exactly. And I'll tell you another thing: there was the first team in the SEC to start pitching the ball around was Florida, and what was happening when they were pitching the ball around was Spurrier. They were winning. They were winning. That was before Urban Meyer and Tebow and all of them got there. Spurrier had the – what do you call it? The, uh, the fun and gun. Yeah, the fun and gun. Mm-hmm. They were winning national championships with it. And now everybody's caught on, and almost everybody in the SEC can throw the ball. And I think that makes a big difference. And I remember when Bob Stoops was criticized, uh, you know, everybody was saying that the, the Big 12 didn't play any defense. And Stoops, at that time, that was – 10 years ago, said, well, they need to come and try to stop the offenses in the Big 12 because everybody was throwing the ball around in the Big 12. And we're seeing these higher scores in the SEC, except for one little team called Georgia. (laughs) They're not having any trouble with it. So maybe maybe I should throw my comments right out the window, you know. We shall see if Georgia, because they're going to have to play Tennessee. They're probably going to have to play Alabama. We'll see how they fare, right? I mean – because the thing about it is, and you hit it, this but Bryce Young is dynamic for Alabama. He's fantastic, and and Hooker is fantastic for Tennessee, and that's still uh, uh, on the on the uh, horizon for Georgia. So yeah, before we bury this game, we've got to mention the Tennessee coach. Uh, I know you guy, one of my all time favorite players, and I go way back to Oklahoma football. I've been through them all. I don't think I've ever liked anybody more than I liked the Tennessee coach yeah, and everybody's on his bandwagon now. And remember when they hired him, everybody thought this wouldn't work. I wasn't sure either because I didn't know whether he could recruit. I knew he could coach, but I didn't know whether he could recruit. He's calm as a cucumber, cool as a cucumber. I don't know if you saw him on his press conference. This won the biggest game of his life and he acted like he did it all the time. Yeah. You know, he, was, he just handled it like, like a pro when that's far and away the biggest game as a coach, he's ever won. So hats off to Josh Heupel. I couldn't be more happy for anyone than I am him. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and I'm very surprised. If you remember, he took over the Central Florida job yep. uh, after Scott Frost, who did an excellent job, obviously, at Central Florida. And the, Central Florida was good, but they were kind of doing this. They're going down a bit. Yes. And then they hired him at Tennessee, and everybody's like, oh, that's not good for Tennessee. And all of a sudden, here they are. They were much better last year. They were there in some games last year. They had a winning record, much better team. And then look where they are this year. 
And yeah. it's kind of ironic. Look where Scott Frost is at, the guy that left Central Florida. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Does Tennessee have a letdown soon? Dennis is funny. We we said that right after the game. We're like, oh my God, they're losing next week. Well, they play UT Martin coming up this week. So that is a big time break, a very good job in scheduling uh, for, for Tennessee. Uh no, I don't think they're gonna have a letdown because of that they they, they kind of got that that schedule right with ut martin coming in there this week yeah well after that comes their two games they've yes. got kentucky at home and they have to go to georgia so get that one over with next week and we see what they're all about so because that kentucky game is not going to be easy nope it's not it's not um, yeah, Joe Klatt uh, made a comment on his show, this is t- according to JL, about how he kept receipts, said uh, he better not hear any more, any more SEC folks scoffing at the Big 12 for having games with uh, 1,100 yards of offense. So okay. it's there, and it's that's what it is. The yeah. uh, Right now in college, it's tough to stop people, period. No matter who you are, it's tough. If you got a quarterback, it's almost, insta- almost impossible to stop those offenses. Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We can't, can't talk about that one all day. We got a, got a lot more to go. We got Clemson, went on the road, got it done, covered, beat Florida State 34-28. That's a good win. Uh, they were ahead farther than that. If you see the fourth quarter, Florida State scored 14 points to make that closer than what it seems. They just keep rolling. They get better each week. They're going to be hard to keep out of the playoffs. Okay, so we kind of know Clemson. They've got a pretty easy road now. They've went through their tough ones. I know they have Syracuse. I'm not taking that too seriously. I think Clemson's going to get there uh, unless they really slip up. I've got a question about Florida State. Obviously, a team that uh, or a school that has has been to the big time. Right? Will they ever get back? They they just they, it's been a while now, right? It has. Uh, Fisher had the one really good year there, maybe two. I think the whole key with them, remember Fisher had, what's his name? Uh, Jameis. Jameis. They haven't had the quarterback that you've got to have. So that's the key. They've got to get a quarterback. And they're in the ACC. Yes, I think they will be back because of the conference they play in. I think it's just they've got to get that guy that can turn them around at quarterback, and they just don't have one. They're close. They're getting better. They need to keep this guy and give him one more year. So, yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's it's uh, there. They are closer. They they've been in every game they've lost. It's been close, and they just they haven't been able to make the play. And that, yeah. like you said, a lot of they, times that's the quarterback situation. Right. They just don't quite have it yet. But let's see what they finish up with. Okay, here's their remaining five games: Georgia Tech this week at home. They have to win that game. Mm-hmm. Go to Miami. They should beat them, but that's an iffy one. They got to go to Syracuse. And they got Louisville and Florida. Now you can argue they could win all five of those games. I'm. I don't think they will. They'll probably slip up or somewhere. But let's say they go eight and four. That should be good enough to give him another year mm-hmm. and get another good recruiting class. I think you're going to see them bounce back. Well, eight, eight and four would be good. You you read those five games. You also they could lose a couple, two or three even. So uh, we'll see. The next yeah. five games are pretty darn critical for them, yeah. I think, as far as building for the future. All right, Michigan, a forty-one seventeen win over Penn State. Boy, they dominated this one. It was close for a little while, 
but uh, they just shut down Penn State. Is this Michigan team just as good as last year's? I believe so. They may be better. I think lost in all of the hoopla of the Alabama-Tennessee game, we're forgetting this one. Mm -hmm. This may be the most impressive one of the week because Penn State may not be real good, but they are tough. And uh, to blow them out like that, that's pretty impressive. So I think we better watch this team. Yeah, that was really good. I, I was shocked that it was that that large of a margin. Uh, I thought Michigan had beat him, but I thought it'd be pretty closer. So, yeah, somehow Michigan is under the radar, which is weird to say, but they yep, are. They are. They're they're looking good. So we'll see if I they can. Under the radar because they're not flashy. Yes. Oh, they're not. And I watched a lot of the highlights of this game that they played when we played, and so I, we didn't see it live. Watched the highlights, and they're not flashy. It, it was a non-flashy 41-17 to win over an undefeated top-10 team. So <laughs> if you didn't think that was possible, just, just watch the highlights. But anyway, all right, let's move on. Down to Utah, 43-42. Utah beats USC. They go for two. Uh, they score 48 seconds left to make it 42-41. to they go for two, they get it, and then they hold USC out of field goal range to get the win. A questionable roughing the passer call on USC kept that final drive alive, but still a huge win for Utah and a crushing loss for USC. Yeah, very, uh, just, you said it best, crushing for USC. Because they play in the Pac-10, if things go according to, to what we think it might go, I think they may be eliminated. You know, I think this. I think they might have had to go undefeated, although they still have huge games left to pad their resume with U.S. with UCLA and Oregon. Probably Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship. And let's say UCLA stays undefeated, and Oregon goes into that with one loss. That could be enough if they beat both of them. So they're not totally eliminated yet. That was a season saver for Utah. They were about ready to go down to defeat number three. I didn't watch the game because I got too sleepy and I was afraid they were going to win and I didn't want to see it. Did Lincoln sit on the ball like he does when he gets big leads? Did Not you really? You Not really. No. Okay. Uh, it, it was more of it, it reminded me a lot of an Oklahoma team on the defensive side of the ball that just, just couldn't hold on. They just, they just couldn't quite get a big play when they needed it. And it's really not fair because they did in, on that sack that they called it roughing the passer, but they just couldn't get a, a stop, you know, when they needed it. They were, I thought, honestly, I thought USC was getting ready to kind of run away with the game. And uh, Utah, just they just left them in it. And they, and they just hung in, hung in. Cameron Rising played great in the second half of this game. I thought Caleb Williams was great as well. It was a, it was just one of those games. I mean, Classic. I would love to sit here and go, well, Lincoln blew it, but he didn't. Yeah. I mean, they just got beat. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best team they've played, uh, really. And I was impressed with USC to, to go in there and score 42. And, uh, you know, I was impressed. So – uh, there was, um, and, and Dennis talks about the two point conversion and the and kind of the the guts it took to do it. My opinion on this, and I know people listen to the show, and, and we kind of we talk about analytics and and how we hate it. To me, this wasn't an analytical thing. It's forty two to forty, or it's forty two to forty one. You haven't stopped them really the whole night. I think it was just smart to say, look, let's try to win it here. I don't think we're going to beat them in overtime. 
if the game was 14 to 13, kick it, right? And, and it will take our chances over time. We've been stopping them. But I just think they made the decision there to, hey, let's try to go for it. Let's try to win it here. We can't stop them. And let's 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 roll the dice. It worked out. He, you know, uh, Whittingham probably would, would get crucified if it didn't work out. No doubt. Um, but I would not be one of those people because I just felt like I'd watch that whole game and, and Caleb Williams and, and the wide receiver core for USC, they were torching them. So, well, here's the thing analytics didn't have anything to do with it. This was a gut call mm-hmm. by the coach. He, he just felt like they had the momentum and he went with, with it. And that's what you do sometimes, you know? And I think he felt like they could, they could make it. And what the heck? Let's roll the dice and do it. And and I think he felt like I don't know that we can beat him in overtime. And I yeah, don't. I, I don't. I, want to see the yeah, you had the quarter. Another thing is you had the quarterback that you had confidence in. I mean, and that was the that was the other big key there that Cameron Rising had made so many plays that you said, "Oh, let's put it in his hands and maybe he can make play." I still thought they were going to lose. Yeah, because forty eight seconds and Caleb Williams and they've got a timeout. I mean, I thought yeah. ah, they're going to still lose this game. All they needed was a field goal. Uh, the other argument is you're at home, you've got the momentum, tie it up, you know, don't, don't risk it. Cause you've got the momentum, but I think it was a gut reaction. It was something that he thought he could do and, and he did it. So before we go on, I like to, I see, I, I don't know who this is. Uh, you may know him, Aaron, but he wanted to know any thoughts on that. Uh, I'm assuming that's East Carolina and yeah. Miami, Florida. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big win for East Carolina. They beat Memphis at East Carolina. I think they're, they've only lost one, maybe two games. East Carolina, that's a huge game for them. I think they've lost two. And Miami, Florida went to Tech, Virginia Tech, and won. Boy, Virginia Tech's way down. Uh, Going to have to win a few more for me before I get any enthusiasm about the Hurricanes. Yeah, Miami. I, I yeah, the, I don't believe in them for a second. East Carolina's having a nice season. You know, they they've lost a couple of games that were close. Uh, I thought they, I thought that was a real toss up game uh, against Memphis. Memphis coming off that loss, they really needed to win, yeah. uh, and East Carolina got the job done. So I, I like East Carolina. They're they're going to be a bold team. I think they're going to win seven or eight. I was kind of looking yeah. at their schedule. What's left? Uh, they they. They've got some definitely some games they can win. I think they're going to get to seven or eight wins. Yeah, and they've got a big one this week. They got Central Florida at home, so that'll be a big game. I think they might get outclassed in that one. I don't think they're quite ready to beat Central Florida, but you know, Central Florida is an inconsistent team. At times they look really strong, and at times they don't. So yeah. uh, East Carolina is not an easy place to play and go nope. win. Nope. So. Interesting. Yeah, Rangers lead it two nothing. I've been following that one on the phone here, Jason. They look good so far. So, uh, yeah, Miami is as phony as a football bat. That is a, a Jim Cornette reference there by a Dennis a trustee. And you're right, Miami looks very phony. All right, let's let's go on. Uh, Oklahoma State and TCU. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't know what happened in this game because we kind of stopped following it. Oklahoma yeah. State just kind of dominated the whole game. Yeah. And then you get to the fourth quarter. They get outscored 14 to nothing, and then they lose this thing in overtime. Yeah. Crazy result here. Yeah. It, uh, listen, a little bit today, they blew the game. They just kind of shut down on offense in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, it was kind of running, ruining our trip home 
because we don't like Oklahoma State, obviously. And uh, then we found out it was tied, and we listened to the overtime, some of it. But anyway, uh, huge win for TCU. I've got a kind of backtrack for me. I, I When Sonny Dykes was hired there, I didn't think that was a good hire. I didn't think he's that great a coach. Well, he's kind of turned me around. They're 6-0, and and they were terrible last year. And they got basically the same players. And he's turned that around. And, you know, I still think they're going to get beat somewhere. I don't think they're quite as good as 6-0. and But they're 6-0, and so till they do, they're in the driver's seat in the Big 12. Well, I thought this was one they would lose. And for them to win it was impressive. Like I said, now maybe Oklahoma State blew this thing. But still, TCU got it done. I'm, I'm very impressed by that win. I am too. I am too. And I think TCU has Kansas State this week. Yes, uh, Kansas State goes to TCU. Yes. Yeah, I'll be a big one. And I think very big game. Texas goes to Oklahoma State, don't they? Yes, Texas goes to Oklahoma State as well. We're going to out about uh, all four of those teams this week. Yeah, going to be a huge, huge weekend uh, for those teams for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on. Auburn go, went on the road. They held, you know, they 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 fought at least, but it, they could not get the job done. Ole Miss. 48-34. Ole Miss is the forgotten undefeated team. They are. They are. When we get down, I want to talk about the nine undefeated teams. But, again, a win's a win's a win. Doesn't matter how you get it in the SEC. I think Auburn showed a lot of guts going in there and playing as hard as they did. You know they've got to be here and their coach is going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. And they got that game close several times. So, oh, NFL. Okay. Okay, NFL's coming up. Yeah. NFL yeah. is coming up. Yeah. Well, well, I thought it was odd you asked about East Carolina and and Miami. I was like, well, that's a weird two teams to ask about. But yeah. okay. Um, all right, let's move on. Syracuse, 24 to 9. The Ricky Pasternaks are still undefeated. Syracuse gets the job done. North Carolina State's quarterback out for the year. That's the bad mm-hmm. news. Uh, but what what about what about the orange man? Six and oh. Well, we're gonna find out. I, I I guarantee you their defense is good. I've seen them. I, I haven't seen them really play anybody real good. But uh, they got a break when uh, State's quarterback didn't play. That was a break. But you know what? You get the break, you got to take advantage of it, and they shut them down. So we may be taking them for granted a little bit next week. Uh, I guarantee you Clemson's thinking, God, we're glad we got them at home and we don't have to go up there in the Carrier Dome because Clemson has trouble up there. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. I don't think they have enough offense to beat the Tigers. But, hey, this is a great coaching job going on at Syracuse too. It literally feels like like a 20-point swing where that game's at when it comes to Clemson and and Syracuse because Clemson's gotten beat up at Syracuse before. Uh, yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see how that goes out at Clemson. I think Clemson's going to kill them, personally. I think they're ready to get their bubble burst, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, we'll give a, give Syracuse maybe a fighting chance here. So, all right, let's go on. Kentucky 27, uh, Mississippi State 17. Boy, it's, it's nice to get that starting quarterback back, isn't it? Yes, and again, I think this was a huge win for Kentucky. It shows you what they're made of. You know, they could have tanked it. Was a good Mississippi State coming in there? That shows you they're well coached. They got their quarterback back, and they went up, you know, won the game like they always like they win games, hard nosed, tough football, and beat them. So I that was a good win for the Wildcats. 
Like I said at the top of the show, we won. We won. And boy, it's nice to have that quarterback back. You can say the same thing about OU. 52 to 42. Still no defense, but a nice offensive showing by Oklahoma. Yeah. And and as I said last week, we would not have we would have lost to TCU and Texas, but it wouldn't have been as embarrassing. Uh Although the TC game probably would have, but we wouldn't have got killed down there at Texas like we did if we had Dylan Gabriel. And we're seeing it all across the landscape, uh, everywhere. You lose your starting quarterback. And we've talked about this a little bit on the Daily Show, too. We don't, those teams, because of the transfer portal, their backup is a lot worse than normal than it used to be because no one wants to be the backup. If you're the backup, you transfer. And if you're in the transfer portal and they got a quarterback, you're not going there. So guys that used to come in and sit a couple years behind the established starter, they're not there anymore. They're leaving. They're going somewhere else. And we're seeing it everywhere. We saw North Carolina State couldn't do anything against Syracuse. Kentucky lost their quarterback. South Carolina beat them. Oh, you lose theirs. Well, they have a stick to put in there. You know, they just have a figure to put in there. So, I mean, they're probably worse off than most, but uh, we're just seeing it across the board. So transfer portal is really hurting backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of OU fans were on Dylan Gabriel turning the ball over three times. Listen, when you run 100 plays, there are going to be a couple of mistakes in there. Oh, you ran 100 plays. Yeah. So you're going to turn it over if you run a hundred plays. That's right. crazy, but right. nice win for the Sooners. Let me, answer, let me answer Isaac here. Yeah, Isaac, I did see the petition. You'll have to text me offline. Okay, we're not going to talk about that on here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. All right. So I told you. I told anybody that would listen. And she did. I, yeah, everybody was like, oh, this Texas team. So many weapons. They're so good offensively. I said they played – a horrific defense. They yeah. Scored 24 against Iowa State. Because uh, they're just good. They're not there's nothing special. You're about right. Texas. They're good. They're very good. And I'll tell they're you not unbelievable. Like they look against yeah. Here's another thing I've been hearing a little today. They're kind of using it as they were let down after the win over Oklahoma. Listen, you're pretty stupid, Texas. If you thought that was an unbelievable win yeah. over Oklahoma. First of all, we're not very good. And second of all, we couldn't beat North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and a whole lot of other FCS schools without our quarterback. So if you celebrate it over and over and over because you beat Oklahoma 49 to nothing, you ain't too smart. And that's what they're saying. I'm kind of in line with you. I don't think they're quite as good as they think they are. They should have lost this game. Iowa State got a horrible call. I don't know whether you've seen it or not. It was targeting. Their coach went nuts. I don't blame him. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I listen. Here's the deal. They they are probably a little bit better than what they played in this game. Talk about Texas, but but again, these teams, Kansas State, Texas, TCU, in some regards, not anymore because they beat Oklahoma State, but they kind of their they, their reputations got inflated because they beat us and, and they put up yards against us. Yeah. We're not any good on defense. No, no we're not. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. We're not. Right. You know, Kansas State ran all over Oklahoma. They've done very little since that game on offense. So, 
this is the big game coming up for Texas. If they go to Oklahoma State and win, I, I, maybe I'll backtrack that. But as yeah. of right now, I'm not high on them. Well, I wouldn't bet a nickel on them this week. No. All right, let's move on. It's a win, though. At least they get a win. Let's move on. <laughs> Illinois, uh, this was a huge win. Talk about big wins. They beat Minnesota 26-14. to 14. They're now 6-1. and one. They're in the driver's seat for that side of the Big Ten. <laughs> Uh, to get slaughtered in the Big Ten championship game, but still, Illinois now six and one. They just keep it rolling. This was a huge victory. It was. Uh, they've got to beat Purdue and 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 don't stump their toe, and they're in to get beat eighty six to nothing. So it no, it yeah, be it'll bad. be bad. It, it, they won't be able to move the ball on Ohio State or Michigan. But uh, let me look real quick here I, I, at what they've got. Well, before before you read it off, here's my prediction. I don't even know who they've got left. They will lose somewhere they shouldn't. I agree. And they will might lose t- twice somewhere they shouldn't, but it still might be good enough to get them in the Big Ten championship game. It, it might. Uh, Purdue's pretty good. and well, I don't think they're as good as Purdue. No. And they've got – okay, now, again, you're going to laugh. Uh, well, they've got Michigan on their schedule. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know that. That's one of the crossover games they have is at Michigan. So there's one of your losses right there. Yeah. They go to Nebraska. Uh, that's their next game. They have a week off this week. Yeah. Uh, so they better be ready when they go up there. They got Michigan State at home. Michigan State could get to playing a little better. They do have the Purdue game at home, and they got to go to Northwestern. So there's a possibility of a couple of losses in there. They will lose one of those games they should not lose. That's think, my prediction. You yeah. Know, they, they will lose somewhere because they're Illinois and it's just. I bet they struggle at Nebraska. They might. Well, I think they might win, but I bet they struggle there. I can't go that far. All right. Uh, final game of the top 25. And we talked about this. We thought James Madison might get upset this week and they did. Georgia Southern wins it 45 to 38. You think it's just a situation where they got that ranking and they, they weren't ready for it? I think so. And Georgia Southern's not bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it can handle that. And uh, we kind of said it was going to happen, and it did. Yeah. All right. Before we go on to the NFL, you said you want to talk a little yeah. bit about the nine undefeated teams left. Right. There's nine undefeated teams that are in the driver's seat at the moment for the playoffs. Some of these will be eliminated or play each other. So let's look at who they are. In the ACC, there's two. Clemson and Syracuse, one of them will lose because they play each other this week. Now, let's say Clemson beats Syracuse. I think of all of the undefeated teams, this team has the easiest route to the playoffs. Oh, no doubt. Already beat the two best teams in the uh, ACC. And the other side of the ACC that they would play in the – ACC championship game is the weaker of the two. It looks like they would have to play North Carolina or Pittsburgh or somebody like that in the championship game. If, if they get Syracuse to this week, their their toughest game left is at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is not very good. Right. They do have to play them, which Notre Dame will get up for that game, but that they, sh- they should win. Yeah. And they've also – you know, that South Carolina game can be funny sometimes, but not no. it hasn't been recently. So I think we'd have to say Clemson has the easiest road to the playoffs yep. at the point. Yep. 
Uh, in the Big Ten, uh, Penn State lost, so now we're down to two, and that's Ohio State and Michigan. We all know they play each other, so one of them will lose. The winner, if they get, are undefeated going into that game and they win, they have an easy road too mm-hmm. because the other side is not very good that would, they would play in the Big Ten championship game. But they don't have an easy road because they got to play one another. So yep. they got to guard against slipping up before that game because a one-loss team could possibly get in depending on what happens in the SEC down the stretch because yep. those two teams, if they come into that 12-0 and and let's say they play a classic game against each other, man, it would be hard to keep one of those teams out of the playoffs. Yep. Uh, the Big 12 has TCU. Uh, there's some argument that an undefeated TCU would get bumped out by a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Georgia or Tennessee, whoever comes out of that, and I tend to agree with that. I really do. I don't think an undefeated TCU gets in over those teams if they have only one loss. I really don't. Well, the good news is that controversy is not going to happen because they're not going to go undefeated. That's probably true. Um, so I think that undefeated team can kind of rule out. The interesting one is another interesting one anyway, is UCLA in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. What happens if they come through there undefeated? I think they've got to get in, don't you? Because they'll have to yeah. beat you they've already beat Utah. They'll have to beat USC. And more than likely they'll have to beat Oregon. How could you keep a 13-0 UCLA team out of there? And they would have to more than likely beat Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship game. So yep. You know, you have to go to Oregon this weekend, then you have to beat them again. Plus, like you said, USC, uh, they would 100% be in. They will 100% not win all those games. I don't think so either. Okay, then that sets up the SEC. There's three undefeated teams, and one of them is not Alabama, which is pretty weird. We've got Georgia and Tennessee as undefeated. One of them will not be undefeated because they play each other. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's say Georgia beats Tennessee. Will Tennessee drop off the map and Alabama move ahead of them? Yeah. So that's here's the key, okay? Let's say Georgia beats Tennessee, okay? And Ole Miss is the other undefeated team. Right. That's – forget it. That's not going to happen. They're going to get beat. Yeah, we think so. So then it's Georgia, it's Alabama for the SEC championship game. One loss Alabama, undefeated yeah. Georgia. Yep. Tennessee is out, but they have one loss. I agree. So if Alabama beats Georgia, I think Tennessee's out. I think they'll leave them out. I I do too. Now, if Georgia was to beat Alabama in that SEC championship game, Tennessee's got a shot to get in at 11-1. and They do because we don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. We don't know what all – we're just kind of playing hypotheticals here. Yeah. We all know this college football gets nuts. In these last, it's already nuts. And yeah. it, you get these teams, and that pressure gets on them. These undefeated teams, they get beat somewhere. We see this a lot. There's not a very many teams that go undefeated in college football. It's hard to do. So, but it's fun to play this out, isn't it? And I was, it is, it is. And we're, we're getting to that time where it is. We and do the BPS rankings probably next week, probably is the first one, I bet. Uh, I think the college football playoffs are in November. Okay. Well, let's get close. Yeah. Getting close. Yeah. So we're to the point now. We're over halfway. It's time to start thinking playoffs. 
It, yep. it, it is. So anyway, it was quite a weekend. I think it's going to end up being Georgia, um, Clemson. I'll go Ohio State. And I think Tennessee will be in. Um, I think they'll be the fourth seed because I think Georgia is going to beat Alabama this year in the SEC championship game. So right, there you go. That's what I'm looking at right now. But yeah, like I said, and listen, Tennessee, they're not used to this. No, they're not going to lose this week, but somebody might slip up and beat them because they're not quite ready. The pressure, like you said. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. Yep. Yep. But I like to watch them play. They're fun. Yep. They are definitely fun. All right. Let's go to the NFL. All right. Pocket man's ready for the NFL here. Uh, we've already talked about the commanders and the bears. We don't need to talk about that. Oh God. No. How about this? The Falcons, outright winners. They were underdogs at home, outright winners. They dominated this game against the 49ers. They looked like a winner from the very start. They did. And Magic was right. He hit this one. Yep. And uh, the 49ers were beat up on defense. And this one shocked me, to be honest. I thought when Mike Samich pointed out how many injuries the 49ers had. I thought the Falcons might stay in there, but I still thought the 49ers would win a close one, but they lost and it, it you know, pretty easy for the, for the Falcons. Hey, the Falcons are three and three. That's pretty good. That was a team. No one thought would win hardly any games. Pretty tough. Are you, are the Falcons the best team in that division? They may be. <laughs> They might be. I that mean. division is terrible. That in the uh, the one that the that's the AFC South is pitiful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 Atlanta Falcons are now six and zero against the spread. How about that? Wow. Incredible. They've been dogs every game too. So that's pretty pretty awesome. All right. This was hilarious. This was hilarious. It is. So the Patriots and the Browns. Yep. The Browns are at home. The Browns yeah. are a favorite. Have to win. It's dominated the Browns. Yeah. Completely dominated them. They're a rookie quarterback who's nobody's even ever heard of before the season. Yep. Absolutely torches the Browns 38 to 15. All of a sudden, the Patriots are, are, are there with a chance again. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we should be surprised, but I am shocked after how bad they looked. To well, start and here's the thing. The Patriots are in the best division in the NFC or AFC, the East, because of the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are four and two. Yeah, and Miami's sitting there at three and three, and they wouldn't be three and three if their quarterback hadn't got hurt. That's a tough division, and so uh, I think because that division is so tough, it may keep them out of there. But they've bounced back the last two weeks, put up a bunch of points, and. That is so funny to see Cleveland. I mean, that's just a horrible place to be. <laughs> I mean, that—they're a, a mess. They're they are a mess. And you know, they deserve it because you sign a guy that you know you're not going to have for most of the season, and you pay him all that money, and you're now two and four, and you're sinking into the West, and you don't really show much life. You can't get beat thirty-eight to fifteen at home. In a game, you got to win. And they're not the, the Patriots. I'm sorry. It's just like you got you've. They should have. Uh, the Browns should have won the game. I mean, you know, obviously not when it started because they got killed. But before that game, I thought, yeah. I mean, 
I think the Patriots will cover. The Browns will probably win. They're they're a they're a nightmare. And Nick Chubb is just wasting away in Cleveland. What a great player! You know, if he played somewhere else, he would he he'd be he might be an MVP somewhere where they were really good. You know, there is no doubt he would be. He is a great player, and nobody cares because he's in Cleveland. Yep. I, I mean, it's and listen, our running back, the shelf life for a running back, it's not long. He's oh. literally going to waste his career. It's sad. But yep. uh, listen, this Patriots team, uh, I've, I've looked at – I'll pull it up, actually, because I was looking at this today. Let's take a look at the, who they got coming okay. up. They have a chance to get on a roll. Okay. Okay? The Bears are yep. next. Yep. They go to the Jets. That's, That's a huge game. A huge game. Toss up. We'll see. The Colts at home. The Jets at home. Yep. These are all winnable games. They go to Minnesota Yep. for a night game on a Thursday night. Come on. I mean, the Bills, sure, that's going to be tough. Cardinals on the road, no big deal. Raiders, who knows what their record's going to be by then. Bengals, they're not great. Dolphins, I mean, they're set up again. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. Those Jets games are really key for them. The Jets games, and we'll just we'll just go right on to the Jets now because the Jets yeah. beat the Packers to go to four and two. They they dominated the game twenty seven to ten. Um, listen, the Jets Patriots matchups might decide a wild card. It might absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, if the Patriots can win both of those games, I think they make the playoffs. Yeah, and if the Jets can win both of them, they've got a great shot as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ron chimes in real quick. I gotta, I gotta comment on this. He said Zeke for Chubb. Uh, the Browns might be dumb enough to do it if yeah. Chubb was on Dallas. Oh my god! Oh my god! I would, I would, I would die. I would love that. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm not even saying I'm like a Dallas fan. I'm just saying I would love for him to go to some competent place. To yeah, play because the guy's great. Anyway, yeah. right, go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to see that trade too. Uh, I, I would love to see him anywhere but Cleveland. But go ahead. Yeah. Now I didn't get I didn't see a single play of this game, Jets Packers. In fact, I didn't watch any of the early games uh, because I wanted to watch the Chiefs and then well, to jump in, you missed nothing. These games were yeah. awful. Well, I knew that. I knew that. So, so anyway, uh, is it too soon to start saying maybe the Packers are done? Maybe they're headed south. It, it's not. It's not time for that, I don't think, because the division is still – it's there for them to kind of make a run in, but it's its not looking good. No, and, and, and you're right about the division, but the Vikings have a two-game lead on them, plus they beat them head-to-head. So that's – of course, they, they, they'll play each other again. They better get this turned around. You score 10 points on the Jets at home. I think they got some issues, and, and we know they've got some receiver problems. So well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It is. It is really going to be interesting to see what happens with both these teams. If the, can the Jets keep it up and can the Packers kind of get the ship righted? Yeah. All right. Here's the worst winning record football team, <laughs> maybe in the history of football. The Colts are 3-2-1. and one. They beat the Jaguars 34-27. to 27. The Colts are a terrible team. There they are. I mean, what do you take? Do you take away more of, wow, like the Colts have kind of – Circled the wagons, or or as Jacksonville, are they just you know in the preseason everybody thought the Colts were going to win the division. Yeah, 
They got off to a bad start and they've gotten away with it. Maybe they have circled the wagon. Maybe they are going to start playing well. They're in a very bad division. Uh, maybe they're going to start playing well. You know, that happens sometimes. They get off to bat. Remember, they got a new quarterback. Matt Ryan might have taken a while to get going. He scored 34 points. I know it's Jacksonville, but Jacksonville hadn't been giving up a bunch of points. In fact, the Colts scored zero in Jacksonville against them. Maybe they're going to get to going, get to rolling here. Uh, we know Tennessee is going to be tough to beat. I thought that was a very good win for them. And the fact that they scored points, I think, might be a confidence booster for them. They may get good. No, I agree. They did at least score. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't get behind them yet. But listen, they're winning. And they so, three over the Chiefs. Let's not forget. It's, I know. You're right. Yep. You're right. All right. Uh, okay, a couple things about this. Vikings go to Miami and win 24 to 16. Huge win for the Vikings. They're now five and one. They're in the driver's seat. Uh, like like uh, Jason said, it certainly feels like they're going to win that division. You got to let it go. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, Dolphins are now three and three. A big debate before the season was is Tua good? Is he not good? What's Tua all about? We have proof he is better than people thought thought because they yep. were rolling this miami team was good yes they were he's gotten hurt they suck teddy bridgewater skylar thompson they can't get it done no they've got you can't criticize them no i i'm not no the, no they don't have a backup and they need to okay, but he got hurt too so yeah. he, he he might have been able to win the game last week maybe he came in the game huh but i thought he got hurt no, Teddy Bridgewater, oh, get this. They say he's not going to play. Right before the game, they dress him out. They say he's the backup. He comes into the game, second quarter. Oh, he did yesterday? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good win for the Vikings for sure. Uh, they got to get to a back before we can analyze them. Yeah. Let's not forget, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with probably the best team in football. And they beat them. And they beat them. <laughs> and they and it was a slugfest type of game. It wasn't 42 to 41. It was in the trenches. We'll go up against you. You go up against us and see who wins. Yeah. It was a rock'em sock'em game, which is impressive in the NFL if you're the Dolphins to win a game like that. And then they get him hurt. They got to get him back. We'll see what happens. I thought the same thing. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is supposed to be out. They threw him back in the game. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on down there. But Tua being out has shown – has to have shown people he's he's good. Like, I don't know if he's, like, elite, but this guy is a good quarterback. Well, he – the way the, this league is with quarterbacks, he might be top ten. Well, then let's not forget they were – they fell off the earth last year when he got hurt. And when he came back, they started winning again. So right. he's a big key. I don't know if he can stay healthy. They need to, they need him back badly. Uh, so we'll Thank see you. if they, they get him back and he stays healthy. They've still got a shot to make the playoffs, but sure they did. without him, no chance. All right. Bengals. This was a huge win. Yes. Uh, they, they struggled for a lot of the game. They come back. They do win it late 30 to 26. You think this is kind of the get-right game the Bengals really needed? Well, you know, they played pretty well last week and got beat. Yeah. 
on a late in the game to Baltimore on a big long field goal. That was a good game. So this is four in a row for him after starting those first two. Yeah. I like this team. And and I, I love Burrow. I think they're tougher than people think. I think they win the division. I really do. This is a huge win. In the NFL, you just win. That's all you got to do is win. And they yeah. did. It's not easy to go to New Orleans and win. No. And they did in a must game. So we'll see what happens to them. I, I think they're going to get on a roll, though. New Orleans, I don't know how you lost it, Dennis. I really don't. I I, I watched that whole game, and I, I thought they were going to win the whole time. And it, they just, at the end of the day, they could not make one more big play uh, yeah. would have put it away. So. And that's the difference in the NFL. Yeah. No, 100%. All right, let's move on. The Giants, 24-20 to 20 win over the Ravens. I said this. I'm so dumb for taking the Ravens. I knew this would happen. They blew the game. They they could they fumbles and Lamar played like shit and just did stupid things. They lose the Giants, on the other hand, now five and one. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, what is I mean, will Baltimore ever figure no. it out, or is this just who they are? That's where they've been ever since Lamar's been there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They look pretty good, but they don't win when they have to, and yeah. especially the last two years. I mean, this team is the best team in that division, but they're not showing it. And uh, I, I, I like the Giants a lot in that game yesterday. Uh, hey, they're five and one. You can't argue with what they're doing. No, and they're winning the close games. Yep, and they're a tough, hard-nosed team. I don't know if they're quite as good as five and one, but that NFC East is pretty tough. It's pretty, you know, you got the undefeated Eagles, you got Dallas, and you got the Giants. That's a pretty good division right now. So it's going to be interesting when those two teams go start going head-to-head against each other like they are starting to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Giants, I mean, I, I still don't believe in them fully, but it's like I said, it's hard because each week they win, and you're like, they're not winning this week, and then – they win. So you got to give them credit. Yep. All right. This was the big upset. Uh, probably killed oh. a lot of bets, a lot of parlays. Steelers 20, Buccaneers 18. That's right. The Steelers beat Tampa 20 to 18. Where to begin? <laughs> well, this has got to be the shocker of the day. For sure. I think we're seeing the end of Tampa Bay's run. Yeah. You can't lose this game. You just can't. Pittsburgh's awful. And they they're beat up. Uh, I didn't see much of it. I don't think it was a great game for Brady. No. Isn't he getting pressured? Isn't that offensive line letting the other team get to him? So oh, yeah, it's bad. He's he he is just irate on the sidelines. Um, it's yeah. a mess, and yes, it's not good. Yeah, I I, I really think that. Um, you know, he's still good. I mean, he's great. Yeah, but he has to have time to throw because he is a statue. He cannot move. And he had been able to move for a long time. But you give him time, he can still throw it. Um, 
he was irate at his offensive line. I know that. Yeah. He's going to have to get himself under control, I think. I don't know what's going through his mind. We don't we don't know. But this was a horrible loss. And we we can't count them out till we do, till till you know we see a little bit more. But what I've seen so far of them is an offense that's not very good. Yep. I mean, that's just it. And they're not, they're not very good. They're just not. And they they weren't ready to play. And and he was at a wedding Friday. I mean, it, oh, it really? sounds like I've said this for, for weeks now. He is doing his own thing, and the it's team's fun. doing their own thing. Yep. Well, it, it's not gonna work. That's never been him, though. No, I so, know. I don't know why he came back. That's really weird. Yeah, yeah, because he's always been a team guy. He has. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, his teammates love him. Yeah, but that's not happening this year. So there's, yeah, there's something screwy going on. Yep. There is. So they're I think they're in trouble. But listen, they're in a horrific division that yeah, has the Panthers, the the uh, uh Saints and the Falcons. So they still might make the playoffs. <laughs> it doesn't take much to turn that around and win that division. No. All right, we're not gonna waste much time on this one. The Panthers are helpless and the Rams beat them 24 to 10. The Rams really needed to get a win. I it still wasn't great, but they won. And yeah. so they're three and three, and somehow they're tied for the lead in the division. So yeah. Uh, Seattle. Every no, there's three teams that are three and three, and one's two and four. Correct. Seattle yeah. is one of the other teams that's three and three, yeah. along with San Francisco, and then uh, Carol, uh, Arizona two and four. Seattle nineteen to nine win. This was not pretty, but nope. Seattle there they are. A lot of people didn't think they'd win three games all year. Nope. Here they are at three and three. Yeah, and they're competitive, and the other team they played is not. So correct. Arizona now, is. It. How much longer are they going to go before they fire the coach? They got to thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Papa Dude. They've got to fire him now. Yeah. Get rid of him. He is yeah. awful. Uh, so I don't know if they will or not, but um, they're they're abysmal. Um, and listen, the Seattle to... team, they kind of starting to get going a little bit. They've got some younger players starting to contribute. If Geno Smith can kind of keep it up, I think they'll be around, you know, week 10, 12, 11. The, we get there and they still might have a chance. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Well, that division is not what we thought it would be. No, no, not at all. It's 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 weak, and the Rams aren't very good, and Arizona's awful, and San Francisco's not that good. Minor so, offensive problems. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now the two marquee games of the weekend in the NFL. They they lived up to well. One of them did for sure. Buffalo gets it done. They get the revenge over the Chiefs. They win twenty four to twenty. A late touchdown by Josh Allen. And then a late interception for Pat Mahomes to ice this game. What were your thoughts on the Buffalo-Kansas City game? Well, it didn't go like we thought it would score-wise. This was a rock'em, sock'em game too. Physical, beat the snot out of each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Chiefs played very, very well defensively. Uh, is Josh Allen a man? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that guy is a stud. And how in the world did he play at Wyoming? I don't know. Was he a late bloomer? I don't know. But you talk about a guy that's fearless. He is a load to tackle. And he's a really great player. I just thought it was a really good game. If I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be just terribly upset about that. I'd be kind of proud of the fact that we kind of played physical football. Yep. You know, against the best team in the league. 
And with this loss, I thought they were going to win. When I thought Buffalo Buffalo scored way too quick. Yeah. And isn't it funny how Mahomes gets it back with all that time on the clock and throws an interception? You know, they might have been better off. There's only 15 seconds left, and he got it back. But it was a it was really a good game. Uh, the Chiefs. <sighs> They're not as dynamic on offense as they've been. I think I think that's safe to say. And is it just me, or is Holmes not running the football as much as he did? Is there a reason, or are they bottling him up? Seems like they're keeping him inside that pocket better than they used to do. I, I that's that's the biggest thing. Not not Mahomes even so much as they don't have a running game, and they haven't for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. They they don't have a running game. You know, there were some Chiefs fans that were critical of Mahomes and how he cost us this game. The problem with Kansas City is he has to do everything. He does. He does. If you remember when that offense was was just absolutely elite, they had well first they had Kareem Hunt, and then that whatever happened with him happens. Yeah. They had Damian Williams, and Damian Williams made a huge difference for them. And if you remember in the Super Bowl that they won, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl if not for Damian Williams. He had a great game. He ran all of the field on him. Yep. When you get against the teams, the, the, the better teams, you've got to have a running game, and they don't have it. You th- Look at the difference yesterday. The Bills' running game isn't great, but when they needed to, to yep. move the ball on the ground, they could. Yep. They've got an option. They've got they've got a decent player back there they can go to. The Chiefs don't have it, and they made it much harder on Mahomes because they also took away his his best weapon and and a guy in Tyree Kill that is just a very unique player, one of the most unique players I've ever watched. People forget they ran a ten yard slant last year against Buffalo, and Tyreek took it sixty to the house. They don't. Yeah. There's nobody else in the NFL that can do that, no. right? So they don't have it. And uh, Dennis makes a point. Maybe the the money that was thrown to Mahomes is, you know, they don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. The only criticism I have of Mahomes, and I don't really have any, to be honest. I mean, I think he's a, I think he's special, and he's going to get the blame every time they lose because people expect him to throw five touchdown passes and for five hundred yards, and they tend to forget that the other teams are scheming to stop him. Yeah. And it's easier to scheme the Chiefs without Hill. It's just that simple. So the only criticism I have him, I think he's coaching too much. You know, I I see him kind of arguing with the coaches some, and he's always kind of seems like he's mad about a play call or something. I I don't know. Maybe I'm hallucinating. But he just needs to go out and play. Uh, He may have too much control of that team, maybe, you know. But that's just a goofy criticism. I shouldn't criticize it because I hate well, it. Well, a couple things here JL spot on about. They need, they need like, if they could go to Carolina and get DJ Moore, if they could go to Pittsburgh and get Claypool, that solved 90% of the problem. Because yeah. they need a go-to. Listen, Kelsey is the best tight end I've ever watched. Yeah, he is. But he's a tight end. Okay, you can take him out of the game, and if you take him out, there's just not a ton there. They're they got a bunch of guys that are just okay, but if you got a a star wide receiver to go with Kelsey, all of a sudden they would be back, and really that lack of running game wouldn't hurt him. 
other problem is I, I don't think they had got the right running back on the field a lot of the times, and they're not even trying to run the ball. Like, No, they're not. When you get in those situations, I don't care who you are, how good you are. A running game, even if it's like I said, it, it doesn't have to be a superstar, 200-yard rushing performance, but you got to have that running game where a defense respects it. You have to. It would help a ton. And it also would help get him time in the pocket because you can yeah. just tee off on him. They're getting to him. Yeah, that's the, that's a big problem. Yeah. And, and they're conscious about keeping him inside the pocket. Yep. And that may be why he's not running the ball like he did. How many times has he killed teams by scrambling? You know, they've got him covered downfield and he'll scramble and make 15 yards. Yep. And he's not doing that now. So <clears throat> I've noticed that a little bit. And it could be the scheme that they're running against them because they are making the Chiefs drive the ball. And that happened a lot last year. So don't write the Chiefs off because they were terrible early in the season last year. They're sure, they're sure not terrible. The comments are really good on the Chiefs, and I, I agree. Kevin B. says McKinnon, yep. he a thousand percent should yeah, be getting well, more touches. And you got to wonder why he's not. JL agrees. He looks, he look Clyde Edwards Alaire, forget it. He's not the like forget him. McKinnon and uh the, the kid I can't pronounce his name, number 10, uh the rookie. Those, yeah. Use those two. Use those two. Those are your two best players, especially for that offense. You know, so I, I don't know why they mess with uh, Clyde. I, I don't, but um it's weird. It's weird. Uh Russ was talking about Damian Williams. He should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. There's no yeah, doubt. He, he was. He was fantastic. Yeah. Is it Pacquiao, Pacquiao, pa Pacheco? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I it's think not Pacquiao. But... Pacheco. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think last one, where was it, Kevin? You said uh, if you flip the quarterback's respective teams, you get the same results. Yeah. I mean. Probably. Probably would. I, I mean, I think both these guys are head and shoulders better than anybody else right now. And I was impressed with the Chiefs defense yesterday. Yeah, I thought they played good. Yeah. They yeah. got pressure on Allen. Uh, it was a it was really an entertaining game. It was oh they, the, the Chiefs defense played good enough to win the game. They did. They played well. Yeah, they did. And like I said, they just they, they couldn't make the plays. And uh JL mentioned he said, you know, on that on that 50-50 ball that got picked yesterday early in the game. A better receiver probably catches it, probably and it's not it. intercepted. And then you know how much that game flips? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So, um, yeah. Anyway, all right. That's it on that one. Great game. Hopefully we see it again. Love both these teams. Love watching them play. Um, really, really good. All right. Final game, Eagles. They stay undefeated. Still the most – are still the only undefeated team left. 26-17. Uh, you know, Cooper Rush, the bubble did burst in the first half. Settled in, played a little better in the second half, but it was too late. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Well, the Eagles totally dominated the first half. Man, they looked good, didn't they? And they struggled a little bit the second half, but yeah. got that touchdown they had to have. That's pretty impressive. Dallas had it 20-17. to 17, And what the Eagles do, they went right down the field and scored. That's a sign of a good football team. And then yep. they stopped them. I really, really like uh, – like them you know i don't i'm not ready to say they're the best 
in the NFL. They are right now. Not in the NFL. In the NFC, they are right now. Mm-hmm. And they're undefeated. That was a huge win for them last night. They really are playing well together. Their defense is tough. I kind of think Dak starts the next game for Dallas yeah. if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think- agree. You got to put him back in there. There's a reason why people think he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. And he is, he's more talented than the other guy. The other guy's done a really good job, but he didn't make the plays last night when you got to make them. I, I still like Cooper Rush a lot. I like him better than Dak, honestly. But I mean, Dak's coming back into the game after. Oh, you got you to gotta throw him back out there. Um, the Eagles, okay. I, when it was twenty to seventeen, I kind of thought the Eagles were in big trouble. Me too. And you're right; that was a very impressive drive to pretty much put it away. I mean, it didn't exactly they didn't exactly put it away. I mean, there was still time left, but that pretty much put it away when they did that. So that's a sign of a good team. There, they are, and Hurts can beat you a lot of ways. You know, they run the ball pretty well. He's tough. He is one tough dude. Uh, but their defense is good, so yeah, schedule's not too tough. You know, ch- check it real quick here. I think they, you know, they got to keep winning games in this division. This division's not easy. Uh, I don't, th- they haven't played the Giants yet, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, they got to buy this week. Then listen to these three actually, the next four out of the bye Pittsburgh at home, at Houston. Washington at home at Indianapolis. They could be ten and zero. Well, Kevin said it up here. He said uh, the Eagles could be are going to be fourteen and three at minimum. Yeah, they're going to because the schedule is just not that. They can beat the Giants now because they've still got Green Bay, uh, Tennessee. Those games are at home. Two games with the Giants, and they got Dallas. Yeah, they could be fourteen and three. They sure could. Um, JL talked about how the Cowboys and uh, the Eagles look like the two teams that could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The NFC is a mess right now, so you know the Eagles are good. Let's let's throw the Giants in there, Cowboys. Yep. You got to throw Minnesota in there. They're playing pretty well. The old standbys, the old standbys are not there. I was going to say, there's four teams. Where do you find another good team? At this point, you got Tampa and Green Bay, which are standby teams that are sucking it up. Yeah. And then you got your standbys in the West. The Niners and the Rams are not playing very well. Will one of those teams or two of those teams get it corrected and emerge? That's what we don't know. So, so. my prediction is you're going to have whoever gets out of this NFC East going up against whoever gets out of this NFC West. I think somebody in the West will step up eventually. Um, you know, both San Francisco and the, and the Rams have had injuries. If they get healthy at the right time. They might make a little bit of a run. I'm, I'm not ready to give up on the Rams or San Francisco yet. Totally given up on the, on the Tampa Vikings are a wild card. I, I, I kind of lump the Vikings and the giants in that same group of, they could get there, but, I still want to see a little bit more before I would be really excited about it. I think they're playoff teams. Not not sure past that. So it's a lot easier to sit here and say which teams are not going to do anything. Oh my god, they're because almost all of them. I mean, yeah. these these teams are horrifically bad. I'm ready to give up on Green Bay yet? I'm done. But I don't think they're very good. Look at it like this: 
they were much better years previous and they couldn't get out at like the first round. I'm just talking about to make the playoffs. Well, no, they might make the playoffs, but this team is done. I mean, as far as a Super Bowl contender, no way. No. I mean, that's, yeah, no way. Uh, Sure, they can make the playoffs, but there's just no way I can support them. So it's there for the taking. And the Eagles have said, okay, we'll take it right now. Right now. We'll see if they can continue to do that. That's pretty impressive. All right, that's it. That's all we got. We went a little long today. Do you have anything to uh, finish it up, or are we ready to go? Uh, let's just do one real quick. Okay. We've been doing favorite things. This mm-hmm. one will be fun. Who is your all-time favorite actor? Oh, all-time favorite actor. Yeah. Chime in, chat. Yeah. We've hit the question part of the show. All-time favorite actor. Oh, God, that is a tough one. That can be TV, movie, whatever. Hmm. Ah, who's yours? Uh, two of Three of them. Okay. Old-timers. Okay. My favorite, and I not in everything. There's some movies of his I did not like, but Jack Nicholson, I think, is my all-time favorite. Yeah. But there's some movies I didn't care for him in, but he can do anything. I really like him. You probably didn't see enough Paul Newman movies. No. Okay. So I won't even mention him much. And then I like Robert Redford a lot, but again, those guys are too old for most of us that are most of you guys are in the chat probably i've seen all of or not all but i've seen a lot of robert redford stuff i like him okay makes fantastic um my top three i tell you who i do like as a as a television guy okay i like ted danson a lot yeah he's good he's in cheers becker a whole bunch of stuff i've anything he's in i think he's pretty good what is i'm trying to think Mm, I'll have to think for a minute. Uh, Peter North. I don't know who that is. I don't either. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. This is an actress. Uh, come on, James. <laughs> well, you can name an actress. I mean, an actor, actress. Oh, well, you can name an actress. Okay. I don't think she's really acting. What too. about, uh, well. Now, Adam Sandler, Russ, his early stuff. Yeah. Classic. Yes. Yeah. Amy Schumer. What do you think of Amy Schumer? Uh not a huge fan there, Ron. Not not a huge fan. She's okay. Um, let's see. Reese Witherspoon. Well, that's Sandy. Uh she loves Reese. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nicole a- Kidman. Not a huge Nicole Kid- Kidman fan because she's married to Keith Urban and I can't stand him. So <laughs> I shouldn't hold that against Nicole, but I do. Oh, that's okay. How about, um, let's see. No, I'm not going to say that either. How about the guy on The Office? You like him, don't you? Yes. Kind of like, uh, I kind of like, oh, yeah. Al Pacino would probably be mine, actually. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's some old timers right there. 
Al Pacino would be mine. He can play so many different characters. Oh, I just for, I just forgot somebody. Who's that? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks would definitely be up there. Yeah. Tom Hanks can do anything. There's there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Robert De Niro, really good. I like yeah. him. Oh, I just thought of another one. I can't think of his name. He was in yeah. Lone uh, uh, God. Robert Duvall. I don't know who that is. Oh, you do too. I don't. Really? I don't. Maybe. Who is it? Did you ever see Lonesome Dove? No. Oh, okay. No. Gene Hackman and yeah, a couple people. Gene Hackman, very good. Very, yeah, very good. Uh, that's a good one. Um, Al Pacino was great. He was great. Scarface, obviously, that's what he's most famous for. He was uh, great in that. Well, um, and, uh, God, where he was kind of blind or kind of blind. Oh God, what's the name of that movie? Andy, what's the name of that movie? When Pacino was kind of blind and that he went with he, he said ooh all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think that was Pacino. Okay. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Cinema woman? Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh God. You gotta watch that. I've never seen it. No, I'm I'm serious. That is a great, great movie. Chris, when I come to New York, we'll watch that. Oh, you got to watch that. If you like Al Pacino, you have to watch that. I love Al Pacino. I loved uh, Any Given Sunday. Great movie. He was great in that movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns. (laughs) Devil's Advocate. You ever heard of that? Devil's Advocate? Yeah. Yeah. He was in that. Meg Ryan. What do you think Meg Ryan? Uh, She was okay when she was with Tom Hanks. Um, Clint Eastwood, there's another one. I don't know who Donald Sutherland is. Clint Eastwood was good. I never liked Clint Eastwood much. Really? Well, I liked him. I liked him in like, uh, uh, was he in Trouble with the Curve? Uh, yes. Yeah, was. I love that movie. Yeah. And Grand Torino or whatever it was. I like that yeah. one too. When he plays those old guys like me, I like, I like him a lot. Uh, have you ever seen The Ghost of Mr. Chickens? No. Oh, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Don Knotts is in that. Don oh, is that one of his dumb movies he made? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've seen that, Isaac. Uh, uh-huh. uh, who's going to win uh, Broncos Charger? We talked about the before you probably got on there, Ron. We talked about it. We both think the Chargers are going to win, but we know the Chargers might do Charger things. So we'll see. Yeah. Grand what? Torino, good movie. Um, yeah. I, you know. How do I phrase this? Who's who was a? I'm thinking TV shows. Your favorite person who wasn't the star, but he was a character or she that made the show. That supporting character. Yeah, yeah a good supporting character uh, that might have been even better than the star. I think Kramer comes to mind on Seinfeld. I say Kramer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know when that show started, he was just kind of a throw in. Yeah, and then he made that uh, character what it was. Dwight on on uh, the Office. You were going to say Dwight? Yeah, he's yeah. another one. Yeah, uh, uh, Barney Fife on Andy Griffiths. Yeah, Barney for sure. Kramer, uh, Dwight, Tom Hardy on Peaky Blinders. I haven't seen that. I want to see that, so I can't comment on it. But uh, there were several characters on Cheers a lot. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woody was fantastic. Woody Harrelson on uh, Cheers yep. was fantastic. 
Yep. Uh, Carl. Yeah, Urkel. Urkel was the star. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think? This Costanza was better than Kramer. What do you think about that comment? Well, uh he was fantastic. He was really good. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, Russ, and everybody else? Those guys could never make it on any other show. Yeah. That was their show. And you see that a lot. Sandy, Sandy and I have talked, yeah, Klinger on MASH, very good. Yeah. Sandy and I have talked about that a lot, that, you know, Elaine on Seinfeld went on to other stuff and did well. Mm -hmm. But George never was in anything again that amounted to anything. Kramer Kramer was just uh, stereotyped. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't do anything else. Yeah. So, Plus, he made racist comments. That was not good either. <laughs> no, no. Kramer. He kind of got ousted uh, when that happened. Yeah, he kind of did. Uh, yeah, Klinger was really good on MASH. I, you, Aaron, I don't know if you ever watched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, so was Henry Blake on MASH. Henry Blake. I don't he know who that. He was the uh, commanding officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Henry. He was great. And Frank was too. And then everybody loves Raymond is Robert. Yeah. You know, and Frank. I, don't love Rick. I don't, I don't like him very well. Oh, I do. But anyway, I, I like that show a lot, but anyhow, uh, all great shows have characters that play off the star. I've got, I've got a Seinfeld question for you. All right. Out of all of uh, Elaine's boyfriends, not, not Jerry, but all the rest of her boyfriends, who'd you like the best? Oh, Putty. <laughs> exactly. Putty. <laughs> Yes, they had the episode on the other day where, where he painted they, his face at the Devils game. They went to the hockey game. game. Yep. Where they went to the hockey game? Yep. Classic. That was fantastic. Jerry was up there too. They all took their shirts off at the hockey game and yep. about Devils. Yep. Yep. Was and I think Jerry was a Rangers fan. I think. Oh, they were all Ranger fans. Except yeah. Putty. Yep. Old yeah. Putty. David Putty. <laughs> Yeah, they'd break up every show and then get back together again. Timmy in South Park, what a what a character. What a I love Timmy so much. Yeah. Oh, Timmy and Butters, love them. Love them both. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, watching some offices while ago. Uh, God, I was dying laughing. Yeah. 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 He's <laughs> Have you ever you don't watch South Park? No, do you? I, don't, I don't watch. I don't watch that one. Man, you would enjoy it. It's, it's I got for you. Nobody will remember this one. Uh, I, I know you won't. Festus on Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> great character. Great character. Yeah. And Doc. Doc was great. You may know this one. And Dora or yeah, Mrs. Dora. Kravitz. What is that? I don't know what, who Mrs. Kravitz is. Uh, and Dora was on Bewitched many, many moons ago. Okay. Mrs. Kravitz. I know. You're showing your age there. Me and you, me and you are showing our age here. You and Sydney always have the same ones of the older ones. So, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge Bewitched fan. Oh, I got one. Uh, speaking of women, okay. uh, the the old lady, I can't think of her name. Uh, well, Betty White also uh, on Golden Girls. Yeah, her right. character on Golden Girls, and then the Sophia, Sophie, or whatever her name was. Right. Sophia, the older lady, was good. Right. Yes, very. That was that's a funny one for sure. And, uh, two and a half men. Uh, Charlie's mother was pretty good on two and a half men. Yes, she was good. Roberta. 
Berta was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both both very good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we could go on forever. Uh, how do you feel about Henry Fonda, Papa dude? Oh, uh, loved him and the old the old ones he was in. I I don't know. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, JL, the only one I really remember him in a lot was on Golden Pond, which was one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't really I don't remember him a whole lot in anything else. I don't know who it is. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I thought he was, uh, he obviously was a great actor. Uh, uh, I just don't, I don't remember a whole lot of his stuff. I'm not a movie guy really at all. Uh, but On Golden Palm was one of the greatest movies. I love that movie too. Hmm. Kind of sad, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I feel like that character right now. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Kurt Russell? Well, he's not one of my favorites. <laughs> I like him. Don't get me wrong. I don't dislike him, but I just never thought he was fabulous. I don't know. What about Tom Cruise? I hate him. <laughs> oh, I can't stand him. He's too weird. What about Brad Pitt? <laughs> never could stand him either. I never did like Costner either, except in Tin Cup and Bull Durham. I thought he was, I thought he was good in those. How about uh, Nick Cage? Nicholas Cage? Yeah. Too weird. <laughs> I did another guy I could never stand. Sylvester Stallone. I didn't like him either. <laughs> uh, I didn't think he was an actor. Yeah, I never liked him. <laughs> yeah, I could have played his part. Well, I did not. I did not like the Rocky movies all that much. To be completely honest. Uh, okay, confession to make. I've never seen one all the way through. <laughs> well, yeah. What about Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, kind of a, kind of a yes. weird looking guy to me. I, <laughs> I was going to say, be careful what you're going to say next. Looking guy. <laughs> You're a leading actor. Kind of weird looking guy. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. He, DiCaprio's hot. Oh God! There you go. Come on, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I like him. He's funny. He is funny. I think I know who he is. Yeah. Okay, I don't know who this is either. The Gabor sisters. Gabor sisters. Oh, you're getting there, Cindy. That's really a long time ago. She was in. Aaron, do you ever see Green Acres? No. Okay. <laughs> you're probably better off. Um, Cindy, you're out of left field with some of these. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. Do you know him? Uh, no. I heard of him. I've heard of him. Um, let's Newcomer, see. Newcomers, I don't know him very. They'll, we'll watch something on TV, Jimmy Kimmel or somebody. And they'll come on and Sandy knows most of them. I don't know any of them really. Well, that's about all, all I could think of. I can't think of. Well, I think you've done very well. Um, yeah, there's been some. Been some good ones over the years. But I'm scrolling I, through names here. See if I can. I, I really am mad at myself that I didn't name Tom Hanks as one of my You know, I, I watch just about anything he's in. Yeah, he's good. Because I, once I see his name, I think, okay, this is going to be pretty good. Yeah. He usually isn't in any. Another guy I don't like a whole lot, but I don't dislike 
by the way, Denver's ahead three to nothing. Uh-huh. Is uh God, I just forgot his name. Uh George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Oh God. Some of those movies he that trading places with Ackroyd. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That was so funny. Uh, no, we don't like Matthew McConaughey. Get that out oh, of here. That bastard from Texas. Yeah, we do not like him. I don't like him anyway. No, Billy Bob. Darby? Darby came in. I like, I, like, um, I like Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah, he's weird. I agree, but man, he's pretty good. Come say hi. Hello. There's that crazy <laughs> Come say hi. That cat, ladies and gentlemen, likes water. And I've never seen a cat who likes water. You know what we did with this cat yesterday? I we filled up the bathtub and we put her in there and she played in that water all uh, like yeah. she would have played as long as we let her. Oh my gosh. You love water. That's a cat. I've never like seen a cat that likes water. You like water, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you sweetie. Hmm? Never have I seen a cat that likes water. It's okay. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> all right well all right we gotta get off here if the cat's coming to see me she wants me to come downstairs with her so all right all right we're gonna get off uh it is three nothing denver and looks like chargers got third down so we're probably gonna lose <laughs> yeah part for the course yeah all right guys we're gonna go we will be back <laughs> on uh thursday and we will be talking Another big week, more uh, big, uh, more big games coming up. So it looks like Chargers are gonna have to punt. So all right, guys, we'll let's go watch the game. We're gonna get out of here, and we will see you on Thursday. Thanks, guys. This is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.